This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi, everyone. It's Alice Cash, and welcome to Weekly Woman, presented by Jubilance for PMS. I'm so happy to have you listening to the show today. We have a great show coming up. First, I talk about resolutions and the new year, and then we have a rebroadcast of Amber Bowles, who was on the reality TV show Married at First Sight. You're not going to want to miss it. What are you up to for New Year's? I'm stopping to think about goals and resolutions for the coming year. 2020 has been the worst year ever. I mean, every time something happens for the rest of your life, you could just say, 2020. Is it a synonym for terrible? Probably. But I'm also trying to reflect on the good times, too. For one thing, I survived. I survived COVID. I had a terrible case in March and April, but I made it through. I'm seeing family more and more. I've lived with them for about half the year. We're never around each other so much, and it's kind of awesome. And I've reconnected with old friends who I've desperately missed. Now that we're all seeing people just online, I've been able to have Zoom parties with friends across the world. I know it's not been an easy year, but try to keep that smile up. Maybe make a list of all the good things that brought you joy in this time. Maybe it was that new craft you got into. Maybe it was perfecting the sourdough starter everyone seemed to be making in early COVID. Perhaps it was talking to a friend. But write them down so you can put them into action and do them again. Something that's been really helping me overcome the gloom and doom is giving myself a challenge each month. So I'm not having a resolution for January, but I'm having one each month of the next year and this year. I say for the next 30 days I have to do this and I mark it off on a calendar to keep myself accountable. Right now I'm on day 11 of my 30-day exercise challenge. I have to exercise for 30 days straight. And of course I have good days and bad days. Good days when I'm cycling up a storm. Bad days when I just walk to the post mailbox and call it a moment of exercise. But I'm doing it. And I feel good about checking that box on the calendar off. I feel more confident and I feel healthier. Next month, I'm going to give up sweets, which will probably be the biggest challenge yet because I've been eating at least a thousand cookies a day during December, but I'm going to try my best. This week is a rebroadcast of one of our favorite episodes from this year. I talked to Amber Bowles from the reality TV show Married at First Sight and get the scoop on her lockdown life in Charlotte and getting married on national television. You might know Amber Bowles from Married at First Sight. She's a middle school teacher living in North Carolina, and we're so excited to have you on today. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to be here, too. Yeah, I recently watched your show because it was just, like, released on Netflix, and so it was just wild. I loved everything about it, so thanks for being on today. Yeah, no problem. Um, Honestly, once it got on Netflix, I feel like things got crazy. (laughs) Wow. When did it go up on Netflix? Um, not that long ago. I feel like after quarantine started. So, I mean, because it released um, between June of 2019 and September of 2019. So, it, yeah. So, it was out for a while. Yeah. And now, now everyone's just like, oh my gosh, this new show you have to watch. All my girlfriends have been talking about it. So, <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Okay. But what is your favorite reality TV show? Is it this one? <laughs> um, I do love Married at First Sight, and I, I enjoy watching it. But my favorite reality show, I love... <laughs> I love cooking shows. Does that count as reality TV? Yeah, I think that's I'm obsessed with cooking shows. I love anything with Guy Fieri. He's like my favorite. <laughs> Gosh, he's so great. I wish I could cook. Are you a good chef then? Um, you know, I'm a good, I'll cook things. I'm good at preparing food, but I'm not necessarily like a chef. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what would you be your favorite thing to try to prepare? Um, I love making tacos and like doing weird spins on tacos. I recently made these salmon tacos that were so good. Yeah. And, um, it came, I made this side of, um, it's like cucumber and orange salad. It was, it was so weird, but so good. (laughs) That sounds like really refreshing during the summertime. Yep. So it was delicious. Oh, that's great. Um, so are you still living in Charlotte? Are you still in North Carolina? Yeah. I live like almost in uptown. So. Okay. What's your favorite part about Charlotte? Um, Okay, so Charlotte is just the best city because it's a small, big city. So I feel like I run into the same people a lot, and I've gotten to know a lot of people. It's so, it's strange. Like, I know almost, I feel like I know everyone in Charlotte, but then there's still people to meet. New places are popping up on every corner because Charlotte's growing so much. Um, I grew up in this area, and 10 years ago, there was nothing. And now Charlotte has, like, all these breweries, like, all these bars and restaurants. So it's, it's fun because there's always something new to try. Oh, that's really cool. Do you have a favorite restaurant that, like, if we go to Charlotte, we should hit up this one? There's a few, honestly. Um, one of them is Bakersfield. Um, they okay. have the best tacos, and they have the best margarita in Charlotte. Um, okay. Like, the best margarita you'll ever have. Um, and then, like, just you got to go there for margaritas. Uh, what else? There's just a lot of great places in Charlotte. I can't even think huh. of um, any other ones that I go to more regular. Oh, I go to this bar called The Union, and Union. Um, they always have great drink specials, but it's, it's definitely a bar, not food. Huh. Okay, I'll have to hit it up when I can travel again after COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to travel again. So we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS. It's a daily supplement that helps you be you. Jubilance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of PMS. That means less stress, anxiety, and more of getting back to your life. You deserve to be your best self all month long. And thanks to modern science, PMS is now optional. It's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed studies. And it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. Jubilance isn't just a product, it's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilance Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. Oh my gosh. What have you been doing during quarantine? So I've been working. Um, I'm teaching at a new school next year. And um, my class actually is going to be a different type of class. I used to teach English, but I'll be doing a literacy class. So I've been working on my curriculum for my new class. So I've been doing a lot of work on that. 
Um, and then I've just been going to the pool a lot because I love um, oh, wow. outdoors. And I've just been trying to avoid people. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy right now. Are Are you guys transitioning to teaching online as well? Like with well, literacy and... We just got word from our governor that we'll be going back at least part-time. So, I mean, we're preparing for kids. Like, we'll be having kids in August. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That sounds really scary. Do they have things in place to keep all of you safe? I mean, we just don't have the budget. That's what, that's what we, I don't think people understand is we barely have the budget for what we do clean now. And we get a lot of complaints that our school buildings are not clean. Um, but I mean, we just don't even have the budget for that. So I can't imagine, wow. I mean, teachers are going to be, they already told us we're going to be responsible for cleaning our own rooms and making sure that they are like sanitized. That's I mean, that's amazing. not in my job description. Yeah. That, that's like almost unaffordable. And I mean, like I got my master's degree in education, not in sanitation. So like, I know nothing about how, what, how it should be sanitized. Like, I just don't even know. Wow. What a weird world we're living in. Yep. Oh really God. strange, especially in the South. Huh. Yeah. Are people wearing masks in Charlotte? Um, not where I live. I live in Uptown where all a lot of young people live here. So, I mean, I'm old, so I don't go out that much, but I'll look out my window and there's a bar, like a big, like beer garden across the street mm-hmm. and people are just standing in line with no mask, even though they have to wear one inside, but. Wow. I'm from New York City, so it's prevalent here, and everyone is wearing a mask because everyone knows someone who's been affected. Um, It's just insane. Um, Can you talk about Married at First Sight? So did you watch the show before you, before you went on? Were you like a, were you their audience? Yeah, so I actually watched it on Hulu before I went on. Um, I watched seasons four through six, and I fell in love with the idea once I watched, because season four, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Season five, I watched it, and I fell in love with Ashley and Anthony's story, Um, Mm -hmm. and they had, like, such a love story, and, like, it just, to me, it looked like both people were putting in an equal amount of effort, so I was like, wow, Married at First Sight really works when each person is putting in their 100%. Hmm. If each person wants it and is willing to work for it. Um, And so that's what made me fall in love with the idea of going on Married at First Sight because it really can work. It just takes work from both people. Mm -hmm. How did you find out about the auditions and about them coming to Charlotte? So my best friend, um, she's like super, she just stays up on everything that happens in Charlotte. (laughs) And she texted me and Raven, my best friend, and we're um, really close. We grew we went to like elementary, middle school together. And so she texted us in a group message and was like, you both need to try out for Married at First Sight. So we're like, well, one of us, uh, we'll, we'll just both apply and see what happens. So we both, Raven and I applied together and we did the applications. Um, yeah, I mean, and I just, both of us were like, there's no chance we'll even get call back. Like wow. there's no chance. Um, and somehow he and I both made it to like the end process. That's amazing. Yeah, what was that audition like? Did what kind of questions did they ask? So it so it starts with I don't know why anyone would wait like who would go on the show? It's so much work. Who would go on the show for not love? I don't get it. Um, uh, so it starts with a sixty-one question questionnaire, and that's everyone takes that, and it's like that's kind of how they start to weed out like who they might consider, um, and then you go have a Skype interview with one of the producers or like one of the field producers, and then. You, um, after you do a Skype interview, they have someone call you and, 
um, they do these workshops and you can, you, you show up to these workshops and you do all these psych evaluations. You end up doing like a 300. So once you make it past a Skype interview, you do a 350 question um, survey. It took me seven hours and it's wow. like questions like literally asking you about how you feel about sex, children, money, mm -hmm. relationships, parents, like family, like wow. ask you about like you, I spent so much time. Um, I was like, no guy would waste their time doing this if they didn't want to get married. So that's, that was where my mind was at because yeah. it really is the longest process and you do multiple psych evaluations, background checks. Like it's intense. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's, a, that's a lot of time. And like, they're really trying to like figure out the personalities and put you guys together. And it's, it's about like how you're, so for them, it's like, how do your values line up? So if I value family, they want to find someone who values family. If I value, like, if I'm budget, some people are more loose with spending. Some people are more tight with spending. So they try to like, so there's eight areas that they try to match you on and they try to make sure your values at least align. Um, or you can like, sometimes they do do like the opposites attract thing. Like if say I'm lacking in the family area, like Matt was, then they'll match me with someone who is strong in the family area. So they're like, in certain areas, they're looking for someone to compliment you. In certain areas, they're looking for someone to like, uh, support you, you know? Interesting. So it, it's yeah. really like a lot of work. I mean, this isn't, this show is not for the faint of heart. So that's why I always am so surprised when we have these people on the show for like, fame I'm like this is such a process yeah they had to really work hard to 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 get on this show right why would you waste yeah. like why would you waste your own time and much less someone else's time you know waste that opportunity of falling in love right yeah and like and I Matt and I end up having a talk where he basically ended up saying like he doesn't even believe in the concept of love like yeah like he doesn't believe you can love someone and and I'm why just like on this show yeah, I mean, I think he regrets doing it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry for what you went through. I mean, it's okay now. I think I needed that. Like, it was truly, like, a learning experience, and I needed that to get to the point where I am now. Um, so I'm kind of, like, I think I would do it again, even though it was eight weeks of hell. It was, like, eight weeks of hell that, like, truly shaped who I am now, and I like who I am now a lot more than who I was last year. Wow. And then for everyone who's, um, who's listening, who hasn't watched Married at First Sight. So Amber Bowles was, um, one of the people chosen to be, um, married on the show to Matt. What is his last name? Gwen. Okay. Matt Gwen. And, um, he just didn't have his heart in it. We were just talking about that. Um, and he, uh, ended up not even honoring the marriage and, but, but Amber you put your heart and soul into it. We all saw it and watched and were rooting for you on, on Netflix and on Lifetime when it first aired. Can you talk about like the response the audience had after the show aired? It was wild to me how many people related to my story because, you know, you think when you're in this, you're like, I'm alone. Like no one ever like will understand how I'm feeling, but it's crazy how many women and men have dated a Matt. Like, you know, everyone's dated their version of a Matt and Matt like is the type of person you date and you learn more about yourself. So, I mean, you know, and that's like a positive thing. It sucks that you had to go through it because he is very selfish. Sorry. My dog is like, Lenny. um, <laughs> my dog oh, I see him. Okay. Hi babies. I know. Come here. Come here. <laughs> 
Sorry, baby. I was trying to pick him up and I accidentally squeezed his arm. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Wait, Sorry. raise him up, please. <laughs> yeah, hi. There you are. So yes. I, don't, I wonder why, like, when I picked him up, he screamed. I'm a little worried about him. <laughs> He's so cute. He's oh literally the cutest little puppy ever, but gosh, he has, he has, like, a little Energizer bunny rabbit, like, <laughs> Lenny, can you relax, baby? Come here. Come back. <laughs> I'm just gonna steal his toy from him, so he's gone. Um, let's get it. All right. Here's, hi, cutie. Um, no, okay, so back, let's, where were we, where was the question? We can start over. Uh, so I was asking you, like, um, the, oh, the audience. audience, about the audience and what they thought when the show was airing, because I think a lot of people were just so drawn to you and Matt and, like, your story. Like, everyone on your season had such a powerful love story, and, like, for us, we were just watching yours as it slowly un unfurled. Um, can you talk a little bit about the audience? Yeah, so for me, it was strange because I felt in the moment when it was filming, I felt so alone. Um, but on the last day of filming, I even remember a producer um, or a video, um, one of the camera guys pulled me aside and he was like, just so you know, I've watched you these last eight weeks. And he's like, and I could relate to your, and this was a guy. He's like, I could relate to your experience so well. He's like, he said, oh. you know, everyone dates a Matt and I, after the show and people started reaching out to me, it seems like everyone has had their experience with a Matt, if not like, you know, with not Matt, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it just feels like I was not as alone as I thought I was. So that was really nice to hear. And like knowing that all these people, there's a lot of people who, who've messaged me and they're like, well, I, because I watched you um, ask for a divorce on decision day, um, I felt empowered to leave my toxic relationship. Wow. I mean, cause it's like people are watching their relationships unfold on TV. Like the, if you think about it, like my relationship is like a lot of people's relationships right now. And so, and it's toxic and they need to get out, but sometimes it's hard to get out when you're, when you're inside it and you can't see it, it's hard to leave it. But when you can start to see it, you're like, wow, this is super toxic. I need to leave. And I think it took me um, uh, at least, I would say after talking with Dr. Viviana, I was ready to be done with Matt. Oh, wow. Before week, week five when we had our recommitment. Mm -hmm. um, but I decided to give it a shot because I'm just not a quitter. And I just didn't want to regret leaving it too early. Um, I mean, that was probably a mistake on my part, but at least I know that I gave it my 100% the whole time. Yeah, we saw you working for it. Mm -hmm. We saw you working hard and like always trying to form a connection. So it was really inspiring to like all of us watching. Um, and can you talk about what's happening now? Are you officially divorced? I know in North Carolina, you have to wait a year and a day to be um, like separated. Yeah, you do. I'm working on it. Um, Matt is really slowing the process of getting this divorce. So unfortunately, um, even when I'm getting an absolute divorce now, so Matt never signed the previous separation documents. Um, and he, I sent them to him three times and he never signed any of them. And he's, he had them since September of 2019. Like as soon as the show finished airing, I, I mailed them to him and now we're in July of 2020. Um, he still never signed anything. Um, with the absolute divorce, he has to somehow acknowledge that he like under, he knows what's going on and we have to give him a period of time where he can like, I guess, um, say no, he doesn't want a divorce, which I don't yeah. think he's going to do, but he's yet to acknowledge he's even gotten the absolute divorce papers. He just has to 
it's like a certified mail. I think he just has to like receive the mail and okay. like, but he hasn't even received the mail because he doesn't have a consistent home address. Oh my so gosh. It, so it took me like a couple months to even get an address for him. Cause I think his friend where he was living moved. So yeah, it's just been really frustrating working through this divorce because he did nothing in the marriage and he did nothing in the divorce. Like he's truly like wasted so much of my time and it's really frustrating. And money. Are you paying those legal expenses or? No, luckily the show is paying for it, but we're getting to the end of our budget because they keep having to like spend more and more money on this divorce. So we're getting close to the end of our budget. And I mean, like that's going to be on Matt. Like I'm not going to pay it. If he wants to get divorced, he can pay it. Wow. That's insane. But I'm so glad the show is able to help you. Right. They are. Thank God. Yeah. And you also had some like powerhouse women on your season are you still in contact with all of them yes so i talk to beth and iris the most deanna's just super busy with work and everything and i still talk to deanna we talk a lot in a group message um we're all really close and like i mean we went through a shared experience and together so it just like brought us like so much closer no there's only three people on this earth who understand what we went through you know yeah from a woman from charlotte like on our season who lived the exact same experiences like it's just us three. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And what, what have you learned from each of them? They're all such different personalities. Um, okay. So Deanna, um, is just all she, I feel like her and Greg have the perfect relationship. So just a lot of like relationship goals there. You can learn, um, how to, like, I feel like she did a perfect job of being like playing hard to get, but not too hard to get, you know, like her and Greg just did it right. And Beth all about self-empowerment, she is like so inspiring because she just knows who she is and um, she knows who she is. There's no like changing that. And I kind of feel like seeing with Iris, like the way she handled her divorce with Keith and the way she handled the breakup. I mean, I was hurting for her because she obviously didn't want a divorce, but Keith asked for that on decision day. Um, so just seeing how she handled it with grace. Ugh, I just learned so much from her. That's wonderful. And what have you been up to since the show? It's been a while now, like now we're in quarantine, but um, what's life look like? I'm still teaching and I love it. I think that's like the number one question I get is like, are you still teaching? Yeah, because I can't imagine doing anything else. Like I love to talk and kids luckily are fun to talk to. Um, and, And I just love talking about books. So I mean, what a better place is that than in an English classroom, you know? Um. What have you and, read recently? Uh, so right now I'm reading Inherent Vice, which I do not recommend. Um, it's okay. crazy. Like, so it was written like not that long ago, but it's set back in like the 1969, 1970. It's like, huh. and it's like this guy, the main character is a private detective, but he's always like doing these drugs. So it's like really hard to understand. I mean, it's, like, it's good. It's just like, you're like, wow, is he like, is this real or not? Cause you're always questioning like, what, <laughs> is this reality or is this not his reality? So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I also read, um, the five people you meet in heaven and that was so inspirational. (laughs) Um, that was a really good one. And then what else have I read over quarantine? I've been reading some teacher books and I read, um, I've been reading dare, which is a book about anxiety, just with COVID going on. Like, it's just hard. Yeah. Like every, like every time I step outside, I'm like COVID, you know? So I've been reading, um, some stuff about anxiety and just trying to like work on that. That's a great idea. Yeah. And you have your own place. Are you still in there, your studio and your puppy? 
So I actually moved out of the studio. Um, so my best friend, um, another, I have t- two guy best friends. So my other guy best friend, his name's Bobby. Um, he was looking for, so we lived together for a year and a half and then I moved out, got my own studio and he was looking to move and he moved to my complex and got a two bedroom. So I ended up moving with him. Oh, perfect. Um, right. Just, we were already roommates for a year and a half. It's just so easy. And it's not, honestly, I'm an extrovert. So I get so tired of being home alone all the time. So I think that's why I'm, and, and I'm living in a 1200 square foot apartment versus the studio which is so nice like I felt like I did not have room in that studio oh my gosh Amber I'm in a 500 square foot one bedroom in New York hate it like I love it but I loved it because it's easy to clean but it's yeah I got like I would get bored a lot I'd be like okay so it's like Saturday morning and I'm doing nothing (laughs) yeah Um, especially during quarantine I'm like get me out of here that's how I feel and so now at least with this my apartment I can like I have a little workout space and I can do a lot more, which is nice. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That must be so good to have your best friend like with you during COVID. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine living alone right now. Yeah. Just horrible. That would be horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And something that we always ask on this podcast is what does womanhood mean to you? It can be like anything that comes to your head right now. I know it's like a definition that's probably constantly shifting and changing, but what is it right now? I really love that question, actually. Um, so for me, women, like, I feel like women are just so powerful. And like, we embody growth, because we grow, you know, babies inside us. And we grow, I feel like every stage of life, women have like this moment of growth that I don't know that men always have, like, we're just so introspective in ways that I, I think men can be introspective, but we have this growth in us. Like, I feel like every year of my life, I can pinpoint a moment and say, I grew here. Um, so womanhood to me is just like growth and like love and power all like wrapped into one. It's very beautiful to me. Yeah. I think that's really lovely. I love that idea of growth and I'm curious like how we'll all grow together during this experience that we're living through right now. Yes. Cause we have such a shared experience that, you know, there's no other time in our lives that we've ever experienced anything like this. So it's such a strange, like crazy time. Yeah, it's almost like what you were saying, like the shared experience of like four women from Charlotte getting married at first sight. Like, but now it's like the whole world is sharing this, world. this one thing. New, New, Zealand marriage. <laughs> New Zealand following the rules, so I wish I was in New Zealand right now. But oh my gosh, yeah. there was no COVID cases now because they, yeah, wow. I just saw an article that said, like, the Prime Minister of Barbados is saying that you can live there up to a year now and just, like, work from home in Barbados, and I'm like, gotta buy a flight, I hate New York now, like, bye. I know, I can't imagine being in New York right now, because I know they're pretty strict. Yeah, it's pretty strict, but it also feels a lot safer um, than it did. I mean, it was horrible, but um, everyone is taking it really seriously, which is uh, the good part about it. You need the South to... Follow suit. Yeah, come on. Come on, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Another question that we like to ask on this is um, if you had any piece of advice for a woman that you just met on the street, what would you tell them about anything? Um, I would give the advice to myself like last year. So it's like your life does not need to be on a timeline. So you see, it's, it's so easy to look around you and say, like, oh, at this age, I should be having this 
type of career. At this age, I should be married. At this age, I should have kids. And it's really easy to get caught up in the timeline and not in the journey. So enjoy every moment, regardless of your timeline. You know, you don't need a timeline. You just need to enjoy every moment. That's great. I really need to like think more about that. <laughs> horrible about like wanting to be on a timeline. I think that's why I rushed and got married on national TV. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was trying to like, everyone in my family is like married by 26, have kids by 28. And I'm just not oh. on that timeline. I'm just not. And like, that's so beautiful and okay in itself too, you know? Yeah, I think that's great. Come up to New York. We have no timeline. I love it. I know. We're super old up here. <laughs> like, I plan on being old and not, I don't, if I have kids, I have them. If I don't, I don't. Like, it's honestly, at this point, I don't really want to have kids because it's kind of fun not having them. Yeah. Can you talk about what's next for you? Do you see love on the horizon? Well, I am, so I have a boyfriend um, for almost six months now, or we're like between five and six months. Um, and he's just great. He actually has two daughters. So like, oh yeah. And he's just a great, he's such a kind soul. Um, so I love just being around him. Um, and so I, I, for my future, I just hope I continue can grow. I like, we can grow together. That's scary. Awesome. <laughs> in the future, I want to grow with him. And then hopefully, um, I'm thinking about buying my own house. Like that's the next big adventure in my life. Amazing. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. it just, you know, with co when, once COVID started, I was like, you know what would be really nice right now? Like having a backyard yeah. <laughs> and no one in it. <laughs> like, yes, please. <laughs> that's why I think I'm pushing. Um, so that's where I see myself in the next six months, like kind of like starting to be independent and, Moving wow. out on my own again. We'll see how That's it goes. Amazing. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you else you would like to add to our listeners? Um, I just, I love uh, being here and I've enjoyed talking to you. So um, whenever you want, like, if you have anything you ever want to talk about again, let me know. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amber, for being on. Yeah, always. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was, like, very much, like, fangirling when you, like, DM'd me on Instagram, because I was like, I'll just try it, <laughs> but well, thank you. I love, so I love to listen to podcasts, so I don't know if that I'm very good at them, but. <laughs> oh, this was awesome. I can't wait to, like, listen to this one. <laughs> it's, I'm definitely going to, um, and I loved, like, your, like, I felt like it was all about women, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, let's so. empower some girls. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, our world is set up to empower men. Let's empower women. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Amber. Yep. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Mm -hmm.